The following three hours is paid programming. The pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. This portion of the program at 107 on this Monday, final day of February, and it's been a rough month. It's brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck, the Road in Lincoln. Folks, stop in and see them. There's a great meal waiting for you. Enjoy the unique rustic setting. They have the, the deck there, the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Now, right now at 107, um, I have a lot of sound to play. Uh, obviously, we'll bring you the, the latest as things continue now with the situation with Russia. There's a lot of fast-moving developments uh, that are happening right now. But I, I, I just, I am... Um, I'm going to re- report to you what what I am seeing um, in in what's happening, and you know everything that is is going on right now. I mean, the the coverage over the weekend has been fantastic. Um, let me just see this footage from a Russian attack helicopter engaging targets in Ukraine. I mean, the, they are just in a full element of attack um, that is happening right now. Let me see this. Ukrainian ambassador to UN calls for <laughs> calls for Putin to kill himself like Hitler did in the bunker. I mean, I think that's what is needed here to happen. And I also recognize that I, I think this story has kind of gotten ahead of, of social media because I, I know Oh, uh, Zelensky signs EU membership application. That is big um, because I, I recognize the, the social media platforms, whether it's Facebook or Twitter, they were not prepared, I don't believe, for, you know, how quickly this thing moved. And the, the Russians, the Putin propaganda is out there. Um, he is not a good guy. He is a dictator. He is a killer. This goes much larger and bigger. Um I, I mean, when he talks about the West, he's talking about America, but I don't, I just don't think people understand this. This is far more about a brutal dictator, a killer in the form of Putin. He is not to be admired. Um, he is a dangerous maniac uh, on a mission. This is end of days. This is either reunite and grab the Russian territory or he's going to die trying. Um, well, one or the other. But and I also want a, a Ukrainian president signed a, a membership application formally requesting U, U, uh, Ukraine to join the European Union amid a Russian vision of his country. Folks, let me let me be very clear about something. N- NATO countries are not the aggressors here. Um, we, we're not the aggressors unless people have 
I know some people do, and you, you can't. People have different uh, versions of how they feel about the country or what our intents are. I mean, there's no, there's no country that is perfect. Um, look at look at Germany and their history, obviously, or or Japan and so forth, and other countries like that. But it, I think some of this, it's just what I'm trying to stress to many of you right now at one ten. Is this this just goes so much? It's bigger than America. I recognize some people. They, it is a part of the world we don't hear a lot about. I admit that, and you have to look at a map. Like, where is that country, right? Like, where is Finland? Where is Romania? Um, where is Sweden? You know, there. I I freely admit that, but to somehow like think. That we are, and and I know some people will say it, and I'm not going to try to convince them otherwise. You know, we're just as bad, and blah, blah, blah. Oh, hold on. Let me, oh. Um, I'm going to, I think we're going to talk to our guest, um, who's going to contact us folks in uh, in just a moment. Um, But I, I, um, again, I, I recognize some people feel that way, or people feel... I thought Gio was excellent last hour. We, we we can't you can't stand down as someone just starts invading other countries. And and what's also comical is the far the socialist Democrats, they want the United States to immediately withdraw from NATO. Immediately withdraw from NATO because they don't want any type of military action. What I saw over the weekend was bravery. What I saw was absolute bravery. From the Ukrainian citizens. And I get this. Listen, things are happening in real time. We've never had a conflict like this. Um, I also don't believe them. Russian oligarchs call for peace as sanctioned pressure mounts. They're not going to. Not until that guy is eliminated. And you go back to, you know, what, what ended World War II was, was or what, a big part of Germany's end of World War II was, was Hitler dying in the bunker. That's all accurate. So... Um, well, let me see. Let me see this. Amid Russian aggression, the unity we're seeing at the moment is spectacular. When Putin wanted to split up the European Union or NATO, we can right now see how wrong he was. It is true. It is bringing countries together. Uh, you, you know, I, I think in some ways this is like a I know some people say, oh, what happened to COVID? Well, let, let's face it. I mean, it's getting warmer out and a lot of people have had it or other people have had gotten the vaccine so covid is on the decline um what, what why would the media continue to cover it if it's on the decline i they would not they absolutely would not so or it doesn't make sense to like right now i have no interest in anything to do um with with watching a report on covid and i also i have no interest in hearing about the supreme court because this is history. This is the, you know, the, the safety and future of the world. And I recognize some people don't get that just yet. But you, you're dealing with a, a brutal killer, dictator, madman. He is. He is. Uh, and, and all right. So right now he doesn't have the concentration camps. But, you know, look at all the protesters that are being arrested over the course of the weekend. You can't protests in Russia um, that this and, and, and I want to again say that this does there's a lot of things we can do that do not involve 
you know, masses of American troops on the ground over there. I, I do. So we, we need to continue to hit this evil. And no surprise, um, China's the enemy. He's going to Taiwan. Yeah, we'll see. They may go into Taiwan. They might. And North Korea may do something. That doesn't mean what he's doing is right. I think that's really important. But as I had mentioned, and, and there's some other good information, folks, 114. And again, I want to, I'll, I'll remind you during the course of the week, but one week from today, we will be, this broadcast, the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM, or you can always listen at the website, dePietro.com. We will be coming to you from the Ukrainian border. So that is the plan right now. Um, it's, it's definitely happening, but we are going. And I want to just look at some of the information that's out right now. Putin gambles that the West is weak. Uh, it's true. Both military and culturally, we've been derelict in our duty to defend our civilization. It is true. Putin loses Germany. The Ukraine invasion causes an epiphany, epiphany in Berlin's defense thinking. That's true. You know, President Trump was always demanding Germany put more into NATO with their budget. And guess what? Now they are doing it. Putin's blood, this is Wall Street Journal, Putin's bloody assault in Ukraine is opening many eyes. Perhaps the biggest awakening is in Germany. The invasion has produced what amounts to epiphany in German defense and foreign policy. You know, as someone was saying to me, and I I agree with it, all these countries over there, we have the free health care. And we're so so politically correct. And we have great education. Folks, if you don't have military defense, I I firmly accept the fact the progressive left, it was up to them, they would lead us astray. All right, joining us right now, is it, um, and I want to pronounce your name correctly, is it Jack Dorta? Can you pronounce your name for us, Jack? Yeah, it's Jack Dorota. Jack Dorta. All right. Good afternoon, Jack. You're on the John DePietro Show. Hello. Hi, how are you? Very well. Now, listen, tell us uh, a little bit. I'm so glad to see the Pulaski Club in Central Falls. Take us through. You You put the um, Ukraine flag hanging outside the club last night. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes. Uh, our members did that last night, and we're, uh, you know, supporting Ukraine all the way. Um, what can you tell us a little bit, your knowledge a lot of your members uh, have family over there, uh, certainly in Poland. There's a lot of back and forth between people in Poland and the Ukraine. Um, what are you hearing from what are a lot of the people with the Pulaski Club saying? What is it that uh, motivated them to put the Ukraine flag up, not a Russian flag? And what are various people hearing from some of their family in Poland? Right. So I know my family is very close to the Ukraine border. Uh, the town is called Bachov, L-U-D-A-C-Z-O-W. That's how it's spelled. And uh, already in that area, people are taking in women with children. Some of uh, my cousins are involved with that. I have a lot of uncles, cousins, and aunts over there. 
Um, so it's definitely a troubling time, given the history between uh, Poland and Russia. It's just always in the back of our heads whether this will uh, affect Poland, you know, um, in a very short time. But um, as far as us with Ukraine, you know, we stand in solidarity with them. Um, I think, you know, the history overall is very difficult between Poland and Ukraine, but I think the newer generations are starting to accept, uh, accept each other more. You know, can you, can you spell again? Because I have the map right now in front of me. Where, where is, where's your family? Right. So the spelling is L U. Okay. What, what part is it in? Oh, spell the, keep going. Yeah. D A. Oh, okay. What's it near? Like what part is it in the northern part of Poland and the southern part of Poland? This is southeastern, so Southeast. it's actually not far from Przemysl. Okay, so is it near the um, is it near the border crossing? It's not far from there. Yeah, it's not. Okay, because mm-hmm. that's where. So I'm going to be um, in a. I spoke to the State Department, and they want me to be somewhat um, quiet on exact locations when when I'm broadcasting from over there. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to I'm going to land at the restaurant. Uh, airport. Are you familiar with that? Yes, yeah. I went up there before too. Yeah. Okay. How do you pronounce that? Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. I, I got to brush up a little bit on pronouncing okay. it. And then I'm gonna. Um, my my plan is I'm gonna then make my way east, right near. And you you pronounce it for it's P R Z E M Y S L. That that's my understanding. That is the largest border crossing, uh, right at uh, Med. Medka, M-E-D-Y-K-A. Does that sound familiar right. to you? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and then um, that is then uh, I'm, I'm being told that, you know, I, I have to be flexible and we don't want to be stupid about it. But that will most likely be the path that I will be entering into the country of Ukraine. But again, if I'm looking at Presmo, where exactly the, where your family's from, are they north of that or south of that? So we're so we're a little south of Zeshov, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we can talk off air, and I'll find out. I don't want to slow it down. But go right ahead. Uh, you're saying the younger generation. There seems to be a lot of um, of uh, talk a little bit about the younger generation of the people in Poland and Ukraine. Well, I think that there's a different mentality in terms of uh, younger Poles, like Poles in their 20s and 30s. Uh, they don't, like the people that didn't grow up during communism, I, I found them to be more accepting, uh, more like sort of open to the world, open to the uh, West. Hmm. And they can be less conservative at times too. A lot of uh, Poles have a reputation of being conservative, conservative, especially the older generation, which grew up during the communism. Communism, you know, but um, I mean, you know, that's just my experience. Yes. Now, take us through, um, you know, you're hearing different Americans that are complimenting Putin, uh, that are saying Ukraine is the aggressor. I'm just curious your opinion on that. If you have an opinion, you don't have to, but you want to share an opinion of the president of Ukraine, Ukraine, Zelensky, his actions. But what about, do you have any opinion about Putin that you want to share? Right. Well, I mean, my opinion is the same uh, as the... 
you know, it is of other people, which is that, you know, he is responsible for this. Yes. He's the aggressor, and he's a very dangerous person, very evil, unpredictable, and I think it affects us Americans, too, even though some people don't feel that way, you know? It does. We we all have to be on on alert. (laughs) Yes. Uh, What what was the feeling last night at the Pulaski Club? Um, Just take us through. So it, it sounds like it's almost like kind of bringing people together and, and people feel uh, united to stand up and, and show support for the, the people of Ukraine. Yeah, it's right. It's still the same Slavic blood. So we're almost brothers in a, in a sense there. And um, I mean, unfortunately, I couldn't make it. But I mean, I know that when it comes to troubling times, it seems that Poles are willing to help. And I saw a statistic recently that said that out of all countries, uh, Poland has donated the most money um, towards help uh, in the uh, Ukraine. Wow. Yeah, and um, and just from what I see on Facebook, a lot of uh, Ukrainians are thanking Poles, and it's just, I've seen tons of posts like that, and they're, they're saying they have a, a good heart, Polish people, hmm. standing up for what's going on and help, helping out, you know? How do the people of Poland view uh, Putin? Uh, from what I've seen, not, not in a good light. No. They, they, they think he's a very evil guy. He is. He's a monster. And, and I'm glad you said that because, you know, I get that it's a confusing time. And because of COVID, right, I mean, people have been a little bit off. And you hear right. all these, it almost sounds like excuses of, well, you know, the West has gotten weak. And, and you know, and, and we're buying oil from him. And, and you know, uh, Ukraine is showing aggression. It, it comes down to, and I believe it's very simple, one country is invading another country. And... That that's where it comes down. We we can't we we can't have a society in a peaceful world if you have a bully and a tyrant who's dangerous with nuclear weapons, who suddenly has decided that he's going to go after a, a lesser, weaker country. We we just we can't stand by and watch that happen. No, no, no. way. And from what I'm hearing too, Putin feels that. Like, Ukraine never existed. That's yes. like how he feels in his mind, and he wants lands back. But, I mean, Ukraine has its own language, culture, country. They're their own people. You can't just overrun a different country. Yeah. Right. And that's a lie. It's been an independent country for quite some time. But it's um, it's been a, a dramatic turn of events in a very short amount of time. I mean, this thing started, think about it, like Wednesday night was when mm-hmm. the invasion was really official, official. Here it is right. Monday. I think Friday night, it was suddenly just this turning point where you saw this President Zelensky, there he is on the street with his crew, like, I'm not going anywhere. We're not, we're still here. It reminds me like you'd see at Gillette Stadium with the Patriot fans holding the sign, we're still here. Like, we're, Putin isn't hiding, we are here, and the world is responding and uniting behind Ukraine. Right, right, and they they love their country, Ukrainians, I mean... Or yeah, four either current or former uh, world champions in boxing have uh, remained in Ukraine. Saw or that. There wow. To defend that nation, and they have the wealth and profile to be anywhere in the world right now. But they're in Ukraine, you know, standing up for uh, what's right. So, you know what else? Um, and again, folks, um, his his name is uh, Jazz. Dorda, am I pronouncing that correct? Yeah, I go by Jack. But Jack, Jack, okay. Um, what what people need to understand, and I don't think a lot of people do, but if you're someone like Putin, um, if he has success here, 
I, I, I mean, I, I believe the analysts that say Slovakia is next, Hungary is next, um, Czechoslovakia is next, and then never mind, you know, to the north where you, you have uh, Finland and you even saw Sweden send in their jets. I mean, this is the free world standing up against a brutal dictator that seems like he wants to redesign the map of Eastern Europe. Does that sound accurate to you? Yeah, it's very scary, but oh. it's, it's insane, and that's what it sounds like to me. And I know uh, Polish people are very religious and Catholic, and I think what saved Poland from communism is the Catholic faith. And I think for us, and for just this situation, if anything's going to save it, it's you know the Catholic faith also. Yes, as far as Polish people go, because the so. po- if he attacks Jack, the Polish people will defend Poland and fight back. For sure. Yes. For sure. Yeah. I mean, when you see Ukraine, I mean, they're handing out the guns and that 80-year-old man that came out and people saying, I will fight the Russians with knives and scissors. You know, what's interesting, Jack, is basically, you know, as, as much as Putin was putting out this propaganda, oh, the, the people of Ukraine want to be reunited with Russia. As you say, they're their own country. They're proud people. They have no interest. They're, they're not treating as Putin as liberators. This is an invasion. It is. Yeah. All the way. Well, listen, I will talk to you off here. Um, I would like to uh, obviously talk with some of your relatives and some of the members of the Pulaski uh, Club in Central Falls. And and once I get over there next week, certainly be in touch because I'd love the opportunity for, you know, if I'm going to say I'm going to be at a certain place whatever it may be, a cafe or whatever, and do a live stream even, that uh, various people could come and talk, and we'll film them and show them, and uh, it'll be a chance for for them to um, communicate what's going on with all their friends and family in the United States and in our in our region. Ah, right. Oh, absolutely. I'll make my family aware, too. And, Good. You know, okay. So. All right. Jack, thank you so much. Listen, it's great to talk to you. Uh, I have a feeling we're going to be talking quite a bit. My best to everybody. I think it's great. You guys are the first ones. I I did see that, like, Cranston City Hall put out something. They said, we want to fly a Ukrainian flag. Does anyone know where we can find a Ukrainian flag? But I think you guys have not one but two flags up at the Pulaski Club, I think. We we do. Yeah. Which one? Ukrainian, maybe even the American as well. Wow. Okay. You know, it's also, I mean, I, but it, it's a beautiful flag, the blue and yellow. It is. And you're seeing it everywhere. It, really is. it is. So, but you're saying they're tough. They're not about to, um, they're not about to just fold the tent and surrender and give up to Putin at all. No. No. Really. You know what else, Jack? You're also hearing the Russian soldiers even feel like they don't want to go in and be fighting the people of Ukraine. Mm. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them. All right. Well, listen, great to talk to you. I'll be in touch and we'll talk again. Thank you, Jack. Thank you so much. All right. All right, folks, there it is right here on the John DePietro Show. You know, the insight, again, at 129, good afternoon, one and all. It is Juan. It's the John DePietro Show. And uh, as I said, next week, oh, we'll talk. I'm not going to talk about the whole time, but next week, I'm looking forward to it. We're going to be on the ground. We will be on the Ukraine border. Um, I I believe. I mean, I, I just saw... Some people saying that once I, 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 I don't know what to make of it. Um, I have someone I won't give out a name who is saying, uh, let's see, Biden should go there with Hunter, withdraw the money in the Ukraine bank that they embezzled from the Ukrainian government. 
And then if they do that, uh, Russia will withdraw from Ukraine. Um, I mean, we shall see. I don't think that's what it is. I haven't heard that. I want to be very clear. And again, I'm not trying to convince anyone. Um, I have not heard. I have not heard. I don't think he's stopping at that. I, I think for whatever reason, there's a number of people, and I have some good sound to play, that that they, they don't want to focus on Putin. He is the aggressor here. Um, he, he is. He's the aggressor. And I, I'm not. I, I think it's what we have been saying, that he has decided that the West is weak and that he's about to move forward with these land invasions. And he has decided the first one is going to be Ukraine. And if, in fact, you know, those that know history know in World War II, uh, in the 30s, Hitler was invading country and didn't even have to fire a shot. He, there was appeasement. And it was seen as let him take a little bit of territory and then, you know, that'll make him happy. And then let him take a little more territory and that'll make him happy. And and then we know that that that, you know, is not how things went down. So I think that this. Um, I, and again, I'm not trying to embarrass anyone. Um, I'm trying to absorb it like everybody else. Um, I'm, I'm hearing from from people that. That think like, isn't it almost over? <laughs> I, I don't. I, I think Geo's saying like, remember in Iraq when President like I, almost over? No, this is the beginning. I this could go on for a very long time. If he is successful there, he will continue. He will continue his war on the West. Um, the Russian military is ferocious. The Russian military is on the move. You also see that it was what a what an incredible mistake uh, when when President Obama was in office and they were allowing him to take territory, um, and then President Obama essentially then just you know put sanctions and like tried to cut him off. But he he knows and as other countries how he can get around a lot of these obviously seemingly a lot of the the sanctions so you know that you know him getting crimea that that was that was big um they they have been building towards this for for quite some time i i think it's also important though to point out folks at 132 and you're listening to the john DePietro show on am 1380 and 99.9 fm it, it, I think it, you know the comment that Russia is really not a country; it's it's a gas station with residents. That it does seem that they he doesn't care if his people starve or die. This seemingly is the work of one individual. This portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by Propane Plus. That's right, make propane your energy source. Call them today at four zero one eight eight five. 4209 or in Massachusetts 508 252 3359 propane plus online very uh, easy to navigate website propaneplus.com but remember three generations they're available 24/7 
They offer online billing, free safety inspection. You can depend on Propane Plus. Again, uh, in Rhode Island, maybe you're using propane for uh, your business and you're using it for outdoor heating or outdoor uh, lighting or whatever. Uh, call Propane Plus, 401-885-4209. Folks, as always, visit the website, depetro.com. And at depetro.com, we have the link to Brood Awakenings. Remember, fresh ingredients, cozy environment. Discover the brew difference. There's two in Johnston. There is a Brood Awakenings on Bald Hill Road in Warwick, and then also Pontiac Avenue in Cranston. Brood Awakenings. Well, folks, good afternoon again at 134. Let me get to some of the sound. And, you know, look at the timing of what's happening right now. President Biden is at an absolute all-time low. President Biden, as far as approval ratings, is is a disaster in this country. And I also want to um, mention that I, I don't... <sighs> Listen, I, I, you know, I, as I have said in the past, I, I'm certainly not in any way a fan of uh, the Biden-Harris team. And it certainly seems to be that their weakness is a green light. But it, it really seems much more about just this has been in motion for quite some time he wants to move. Let me uh, go to some of the sound we have. Um, let's see. Now, there is some good news here with the cavalry coming. Right now, The this is uh, ABC's This Week with the midterm elections. This is the highest. Well, let me just play the sound from... Um, from Jonathan Carl. Concerning uh, for Joe Biden, for Democrats generally, is if you look at our latest poll out today, uh, the, the percentage of, of voters saying that they will vote for Republicans in the midterm elections is at the highest level that we have seen since 2010. And you know what happened in 2010. 2010 uh, is when uh, Republicans won 63 seats and swept in control uh, of the House in the Tea Party wave. So Biden needs to change the trajectory. He needs to acknowledge the challenges and present some kind of a, 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 of a vision uh, that shows that he has a, a plausible plan for dealing with the challenges facing the country. And I, I, I want to say, I mean, of course there's politics involved. People are saying, oh, look, they're removing the mask for COVID. Yeah, of course. Totally agree and get that. Um, not sure what that has to do with... Um, I'm just not sure what that has to do with the fact that Putin has invaded uh, Ukraine and he's killing a lot of innocent people. So I'm not sure exactly how that kind of squares. Let me go to uh, President Zelensky has agreed to send the delegation that's meeting with them. Let's go to uh, Senator Rob Portman saying they need to be careful. Let me hear some of this sound. News that have trickled out literally uh, in the last few minutes. Senator Portman, let me start with the news that President Zelensky has agreed to send a delegation uh, to meet with a Russian delegation on the border of Ukraine and Belarus. Uh, Obviously, we're always going to be pro-diplomacy if diplomacy can work here. Any advice to the Ukrainians on how to manage uh, uh, these negotiations? 
I think Ukrainians uh, know how to do it, and they also know to be uh, distrustful of whatever the Russians say, since everything that Vladimir Putin has said and other R Russian officials has, has been propaganda, disinformation, so they need to be careful. And by the way, Belarus is where the Russians wanted to have the meeting. Belarus is now under control of Russia, and Belarus is aiding and abetting the, the Russians' attack on their neighbor Ukraine. So it's, it's outrageous. Let me say, Chuck, at the outset, our hearts go out to the Ukrainian people today. I mean, this is something where the American people are standing firmly with Ukraine. There are over 40 rallies around the country today in support of Ukraine. I'll be at one in Cleveland, Ohio this afternoon. But around the world, you see this, including in Russia. The world's standing up in ways that, frankly, I haven't seen this kind of unity since 9-11. And I think that is something that will, in the end, yeah. be very helpful. But we've got to provide more military assistance. We've got to tighten up these sanctions further. By the way, in your conversation yeah. with the ambassador, you talked about how sanctions did not deter us because tough sanctions were not put in place. So we could have and should have done more. And many of us were calling for that. But we are where we are now. So we need to continue to tighten it up, including putting all Russian banks uh, under this uh, swift ban. Yeah. And that's what I mean, folks, at, um, at 138. I mean, it... It didn't happen overnight, um, without question. I, I think it goes without saying. We we definitely should have done more. They did not do more. Um, let me go to Meet the Press. Uh, this is an interesting comment of, we keep saying Putin is playing chess. He's not. He's playing poker. And we need to call his bluff. Uh, Clint, should Americans expect that we're going to get attacked by the Russians? In cyber, in I, cyber in some form. I think so, in some form. But I also think Americans need to learn that they can go without Netflix for an hour and we will be okay. We don't have resilience in this country around cyber. And I, I think the same part with the administration. We keep saying Putin is playing chess. He is not. He is playing poker. We need to call his bluff. If the Ukrainians can hold for another week, the supply lines are not there. He cannot stabilize his rear areas. We have a real chance to stop Putin in his tracks and give him a decisive loss. We do. You know, that is, um, that's interesting because everyone kept saying that he's playing chess. I think some of the coverage has been um, really, really phenomenal. Uh, let's see, Michael Chance was live. I don't know if you saw this. He was crouching down and he was actually right next to a live grenade. Smoke rising from the wreckage of some of these attacks. Help us understand who these Ukrainian forces are that are pushing back these columns in this Russian invasion. Are these Ukrainian regulars? Are they set up in defensive positions or are they moving about striking targets of opportunity? That's a good, good question. And the thing is, what's happened over the past couple of you know, days since this invasion begun is that the Ukraine... Oh, actually, I was crouching down right by a grenade there. Look, I didn't oh, see that. So let's, let's move away from that. Wow. Look, I mean, you've got the Ukrainian military that is battle-hardened from its fight in the east of the country. They've been fighting Russians and Russian-backed rebels in that region for a long time, and so they, they know what they're doing. They've been bolstered by the arrival of you know, uh, uh, Stinger missiles and anti-tank Javelin missiles from the United States and from other countries as well in the West. In fact, just yesterday, Sweden announced it was delivering Sweden announced it was delivering 5,000 anti-tank missiles to this country to help Ukrainians defend against the Russian invasion. You know, that is really, really remarkable, folks. What you're seeing right now, and again, good afternoon at 141. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 .9 FM. You're, you're really seeing, like, every 
element of this conflict is being captured and broadcast in some way, just as somebody in an apartment building with with a phone. I want to go to Wall Street Journal. Ukraine leads the world. Brave resistance of Putin is an inspiration and lesson to the world. Putin's Ukraine invasion isn't going according to a script. And for that, the world owes a great debt to the heroic people of that besieged country of 41 million. Their resistance against fearsome odds is an inspiration and has awakened the world to the menace of the Kremlin autocrat. Ukraine deserves more support to raise the cost of war for Putin with arms, the toughest sanctions and basically being ostracized globally. Ukraine President Zelensky is proven to be the man for the moment as he rallies his country and the world to resist the invasion. I, I, that line Friday night, I need ammunition, ammunition, not a ride, said in a line for the ages. Response, the U.S. offered to help him leave to escape possible assassination. His leadership has put to shame the New York Times op-ed last week that ran under the headline, the comedian turned president is seriously in over his head. Think how terrible that is. His pleas on behalf of Europe's principles have helped persuade European leaders that Ukraine's fight is also theirs. The state of the battlefield is confusing, as always in war. But the main news so far is the success of the Ukrainian resistance. Russia still doesn't appear to have control to control a major city. And on Sunday, Ukrainian forces repelled an attempt to take the second largest city. The operation was supposed to be a quick Russian march to Kiev, followed by a frightened surrender and installation of a puppet government. See, that's what he wants, is to just install a puppet government. And by the way, that's what he had and why he's been fighting with Ukraine. Most Western analysts predict the same. They underestimate the tenacity of the Ukrainians. The sight on TV and social media of Ukrainian civilians preparing to defend their cities is something to behold. Men with desk jobs are grabbing rifles. Teachers are making Molotov cocktails. This is a lesson in the price of freedom that ought to instruct Westerners offended by microaggressions. I love that line. Real aggression is a tank rolling down your street. You know, folks, again, at 144, if you go to the to my website, to Petro.com, at Providence College, they posted a safety report. Do you know two students were right next to the campus or even on campus, and someone at the car in front of them got out with a gun, demanded like a robbery what they had. They wouldn't hand it over. He fired the gun. And then somehow they get out of there. Do you know how he's described by Providence College as a male? You know why? Because it was, and I, I, I the media ignored this, but last fall, there was um, someone that worked for PC that a woman was almost, it was attempted rape. And campus security described him as a light-skinned or dark-skinned male, I believe, who's speaking Spanish. And that security port person was basically forced out. So now their description of someone who had a gun, who fired it at the students in an attempt to rob them, is now just described as a male. They won't say if they're white. They won't say if they're black. They won't say if they're Latino, Asian. 
just a male with a red kerchief. They won't say if he's tall or short or fat or skinny, how old, young, old. That is absurd. So I, I love that line, and they're right about, you know, real aggression is a tank rolling down your street. Ukrainians shouldn't have to fight urban battles with Bombs made in their kitchens in Europe, the U.S. are finally sending the weapons to the Ukrainians that should have been provided long ago. Listen, that's on Biden. What leadership has he shown? The U.S. is providing $350 million more in military aid, and the Biden administration is asking Congress for $6 billion humanitarian military assistance. Congress should approve the request this week. Even the Germans are stepping up. Chancellor saying Berlin will provide 1,000 anti-tank weapons, 50 Stinger missiles. The Netherlands chipping in 200 Stingers, uh, three anti-tank weapons, 400 rockets. Sweden is sending anti-tank weapons. Many other countries are contributing. The former Ukrainian defense minister tells us there's an urgent need for bulletproof vests and helmets. The U.S. can also provide communication gear like tactical radios that will help small groups of Ukrainians carry out operations against Russian troops. As the war continues, U.S. and NATO will need to develop means of supply from havens in Poland and other border nations. Airdrops shouldn't be ruled out. Europe, U.S., Japan are also strengthening sanctions in meaningful ways. The weekend decision to ban select Russian banks from the SWIFT financial clearinghouse is a positive step. Though it looks like it will exempt energy transactions. This is an unfortunate bout of dependency of Western Europe or Russian natural gas. Diminish the impact of the swift sanction because energy exports are Putin's main financial lifeline. Much of the world is also increasingly isolating Russia and Russians from travel and commerce. Sports leagues are refusing to compete in Russia. Companies refuse to do business. Europe and Canada have closed off their airspace to Russian airlines. These seem like a symbolic gesture, but they send a message to the Russian people. Their rulers taking them down. Folks, and all Russian students should immediately be expelled from the United States. There are some. There's some at Brown. There are some at RISD. Vamos. Get them out of here. They're at Harvard. They're at MIT. Expel them. Let them go back to their own country upset. Despite the the good news, Ukraine's position remains perilous. Russian forces are still besieging several cities. Putin is ruthless, as he showed in a Chechen campaign that reduced cities to rubble. He could do the same in Ukraine if he feels defeat would jeopardize his political control inside Russia. On Sunday, Putin put his nuclear forces on high alert. In response, we call threatening comments from NATO leaders. It's ludicrous. But no one's threatening Russia. It's tempting to dismiss this as more of Putin's intimidating talk. Except the Russians' public statements have been erratic and extreme. The threats shouldn't stop the growing support for Ukraine resistance. Stakes of this war are very high, including for American interests. Putin is trying to restore greater Russia and make himself the dominant European state and global power. He wants a new world disorder. If he succeeds in Ukraine, breaking NATO will be his next ambition. The people of Ukraine are showing a a too complacent West what it means to fight for freedom. That is brilliant, by the way. It just is. And I recognize a lot of this. And folks, with 
with good reason, right? I mean, we have been consumed by what's been going on here and with mask mandates and closing businesses. And I get that. But you know who was paying attention and watching all that? Dr. Evil, the evil one. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show at 149 on this Monday, final day of February, is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Think of that. A great meal is waiting for you. Full bar, large dining area. They're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. And also, this portion of the program, maybe you are thinking, I know there's still some people thinking of running for office in CD2. They need to sell their house. Hey, contact Pat Elston. Caldwell Banker Realty. Call her, 401-474-5253. Uh, there's a link at the website, depetro.com. It's Pat Elston, 20 years experience, licensed Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You can depend on our friend. It's Pat Elston. So that's it's pretty dramatic. And again, folks, just for those that are just tuning in, next Monday, we will, it, boy, and it also, it looks as if uh, Poland is... As you just heard, is is getting more more involved. Um, I'm looking at. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Steven Seagal, Joe Rogan trolled after sharing fake news about Steven Seagal joining Russian forces. Well, I don't know how much of that is force. I think he became a, a Russian citizen. I mean, there are there are people like that. Um, there are definitely um, people that are sympathetic for whatever reason to to Putin. Ukrainian sailor sinks Russian bosses eight million dollar luxury super yacht. Listen, the, the party has to end. I like this though. Putin's mental state questioned by a growing number of U.S. officials. Now. That 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 certainly doesn't help the situation. I mean, it, it clarifies if, in fact, he has gone off the rails. I'll, I'll agree with that. It doesn't help our situation. And I also want to um, I want to just mention to you, if you're listening right now, because uh, I think there's a lot of misinformation out there but i want to tell you right now at 152 and you're listening to the john DePetro show on am 1380 99.9 fm i will be doing one after dark later um folks you can be against putin and condemn all of his actions it doesn't make you a biden supporter (laughs) i've had people that seemingly think it's either or well, if you're knocking Putin, that means you support Biden and Harris. Um, no, it doesn't. And we can talk about all day how their weak and lack of leadership has certainly enabled, emboldened Putin. But I would just so I, I don't accept that. I don't accept that if you if you knock you're either with Putin or you're with Biden. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't accept that. Uh, because as I had said earlier and have been saying, I, I just think in many ways that Biden is is almost irrelevant because what to me what really seems to be at stake here is the way that the NATO countries are unifying. And it may or may not be enough. 
But I, I don't think, you know, there are people, and I don't want to get into it too much, but they're, they're sending me messages that somehow this is about Hunter Biden. I, I don't I don't think he comes into play in, in Putin's world. Putin is <clears throat> he is obviously an incredibly dangerous individual. He is going to be 70 in the fall. As I have said, he is supposedly worth $200 billion, and that's from stealing. He is a goon. He is a henchman. He is a brutal killer. He hates America. He hates the West. His speeches have been like that of a ranting maniac. I, I, I don't believe that. I think there's something much greater at stake here. I think he is weighing himself against history. He wants to go down as possibly the greatest European, Eastern European leader. He wants to control all of Eastern Europe. Does that sound like someone that would be concerned about Hunter Biden? Um, you know, I mean, already his neighbors are nervous and for good reason. And it, but I, I also, you know, I, I recognize that some of this, when, when they, they look how they stopped teaching and having high school kids read about Anne Frank. And then they're surprised. The same crowd is then surprised when there's an increase in, you know, neo-Nazi activity and Nazi. I mean, instead, they were replaced by Black Lives Matter. Um, Again, there are people that have studied him for a very long time. And it, it certainly seems to be this is he is on a path and pull out a map. He he wants Romania. He wants Slovakia. He wants Hungary. He wants Serbia and Romania and Albania and Bulgaria. Does he want Poland? He wants Norway and Sweden and Finland and Denmark. Uh, do we do we just let him start taking all these countries? Does that lead you to think that there's going to be peace in the world. We've been very fortunate that we've had peace in the world. This is, they have been meddling in Ukraine for years now. Paul Manafort was meddling in Ukraine elections. They kept installing puppet puppets that would just be a Putin puppet. And then the people of Ukraine would rise up and throw them out. Um, it is frightening. And, and the footage will speak for itself. Now, you, you decide whatever you want, and I'm not going to try to convince you. Of, I'm not. Some of you are so dug in, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to. But th- there were people that, that were telling me that there's no way Trump was, was going to be out of office. I, and then you just realize that they, they just, nope, absolutely, nope. And then... There were people saying he was never going to win. But anyhow, getting back to, there were people that did not believe that COVID was going to take over the way it would. There's been a pattern of people that blow it off. There's nothing to worry about. And and, and I'm not going to be able to convince them that this is something to worry about. And I, I fully admit that, and I recognize a lot of people are not familiar with some of the 
what's been going on in that part of the world. But that it was very strategic when he took Crimea. It was. And, and, and under Obama and Biden is when he, you know, started making advances. Um, so of, my point is, of course, he would be aggressive with Biden now as president. With, of course he would. Because his experience with Biden has been somebody could roll right over. What he seems to be underestimating is the world counteracting his propaganda. Um, the world rallying against him. People not just ignoring. You know, Hitler, you go back to in the 30s, Hitler was taking countries without firing a shot. That's, I think he was expecting that. We don't know where it's going to lead. We do not. And folks, at one fifty-eight, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. I implore you to visit the website, DePietro.com. And again, a week from today, this program will be coming to you from the Ukraine border. How long am I going over there? I don't know. Who are you going to talk to? Well, people that are over there. And we're going to see how the situation uh, develops. But we are going to be right there. Now, many people listen. You also will be able to watch the live stream on Facebook. Uh, I plan on then sharing a lot of the live stream on the website, petro.com. I recognize a lot of people. Well, I'm not on Facebook. Well, I get that. That's fine. Um, there are a lot of people that are. But we plan on sharing a lot of the live stream there so you can see some of it. Um, that's where the story is. That's where the action is. I, I don't. I don't have a desire to... Just listen to other people tell me what's going on over there. We, we're going to bring you boots on the ground, very unique, on the spot, um, reporting and broadcasting as we are literally watching history unfold. I don't know. We're going to play it by ear. Folks, again, visit the website, petro.com. You want to reach out to me, your family over there. I'd love to interview them. Um, coming up. You're going to hear the 2 o'clock news and then the John Dion program. We're doing Facebook later. I'm back on the radio. WNRI Winsocket. W260DC. WNRI.